Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh-huh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on now, dig me. One and only Steve Harvey. Got what? Radio show. Man, what you doing with it? Trying to do the very, very best I can with it. I really am, you know. I get tired sometimes on, on my journey. I'm, I'm not going to kid you. Um, um, Trying to make something out yourself is 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 a task. Um, if if you want to attempt to do something, and 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 understand going in that that the if the thing you're trying to do is to improve yourself, to better your position, to better your relationship, your family, anything you're trying to be a better you, you're trying to make more money. You're trying to get it together. You're trying to change. If any of those things are in your hopes and dreams, know this right here. You are about to face some challenges. But you might as well go ahead anyway and face those challenges because if you don't, you have a whole other set of challenges to face. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, man, how people sit around and they watch other people strike out to become successful. And they sit in the stands, watching these people play out these games, and they and they and they criticize, they boo, they laugh at their efforts and everything, and they talk about the failures. He missed that game when he shot. Boy, he sucked. Man, he did this. He ain't worth that. I hear people who sit in stands, who criticize people who are out there on the playing field. 
Now, when you're on the playing field, you have a set of challenges in front of you. You're going to be open to criticism. You're going to be open to ridicule. You're going to be talked about when you don't know the people who are talking about you. Now, here's the upside to being the player on the field that's facing all the challenges, the criticisms, the laughing, the joke, the being talked about. He has something going for him. This person, boy, woman, child, girl, man, has an opportunity to win. They have an opportunity to win. And in the game of life, just because you lose one of the games or you lose one of the matches, it don't mean you've lost. You don't get put out. You keep playing. And when you're playing, here's the upside. You have the opportunity to win. And But guess what? You're going to win some of the matches. You're going to win some of the points. You're going to make some of the dunks. You're going to hit some of them over the wall. You're going to hit some out the park. You're going to score some goals. You will if you're playing the game. Here's the problem with the people who don't face criticism, who nobody boos or cheers for, who sits in the stands and knows neither victory nor defeat. Those people, without realizing it, are facing a set of challenges also. And the challenges they're facing is how I'm going to live with myself. What I'm going to do now? What direction am I going in? Where am I going to live? Wonder what job will hire me. Wonder if I can get paid for criticizing. Oh, woe is me. I can't find the purpose in my life. And man, I'm just waking up in a state of confusion. I don't know what to do. Now, let me ask you something. Which one of them set of challenges you'd rather be faced with? Because if I'm on the flow playing, if I'm on the field playing, if I'm out on the court playing, then guess what? I got a chance at winning. But guess what I'm doing every day while I'm playing? I'm strategizing. I'm waking up with a purpose. I'm waking up trying to come up with another angle. I'm in pursuit of a goal every single day versus the people in the stands who know neither victory nor defeat. Get in the game. Face the challenges. Better yourself, better your wife, better your children, better your condition, better your employment status, better your job, better your career. Take a shot. Come on, man. What you waiting on? Because the alternative is to watch other people play the game. You know what I just do sometimes? Sometimes I just, I get Forbes magazine or Money magazine or sometimes I still grab a copy of the Rob Report. I just flip through it just to see. I used to get this book called Unique Homes. Unique Homes is a magazine that just has a lot of extravagant houses that's on sale across the country, across the world. I used to just flip through, man. Let me just see, man, what the people that's playing the game out there doing. 
Stop watching other people become successful when you could very easily be you if you make the decision. But when you make the decision to become successful, get ready for a series of challenges. I think it's more difficult not to accept the challenge. I think it's for me. This is just for me. It may not be the case for you. For me, I think it's far more difficult to wake up and just see how life going to go today. Because, man, it could just deal you any kind of hand today. You understand? I, I don't like, you know, spades. Let, let's talk card game, for example. The game of spades, really, man, it ain't a whole lot you can do if you don't get no spades. Really? It's a little couple of little strategies you got to do, but you can have all this ace, king, queen, diamond, all you want, but, man, you ain't got no spades. They cutting them. You're in trouble. Be it whist, different game. You can create what's in your hand. You got dealt a hand, too. But you can create a hand. You can call a trump. You can make diamonds your spades. You can make hearts or clubs your spades. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. You can do something with it. It's a different game, man. You can strategize. I would rather have a say-so in my life than to wake up every day and just see how it's going. I think it's more difficult to not accept the challenge to be something than it is to accept the challenge to be something. I think it's more difficult to sit around and not be nothing. I think it's harder to watch everybody life going somewhere but mine. I think it would be very difficult for me to sit here and hear them talking about other people and never mention my name. It would be difficult for me to see everybody rise and getting promotions except me. That would be difficult for me. It may not be for you, but for me it would be quite challenging. I would rather accept the challenge of making something out of my life than to sit there and criticize those and then watch and see how my life just may go. Okay, just a thought today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. One, two, one, two, three, here we go. I got it. What you talking about? I got it. What do you mean? I got it. Say it one more time. I got it. What? Black time. Mm, I got it. Make a lot of noise with it. I got it. Ooh, ah, good God. Ooh, ooh, ah, I got it. Mm, hey, yeah, 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 got it. Yeah. Welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The theme today is I got it. Yeah. I got gratitude. Mm-hmm. I got a gift. Mm. I have means. Mm-hmm. I got peace of mind. Yep. I have a measure of health. I got it. Welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mississippi Monica, and the legend that is Nephew Tommy. Uh, top, top. That's all. Good morning. Normally, I would say, Junior, what's on your mind? Mm-hmm. But I will go over to Tommy now and go, Tommy, what's on your mind? <laughs> on this Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> all right. Let me see here. Let me see here. It's okay. Some stupid to watch. Wait. Oh, yeah. So. Somebody tried to tell me the other day that I need to try to keep as much electrolytes 
in my system. Drink more electrolyte. Now, why would I want to drink that and get electrocuted? Does that make any sense to you at all? No, it doesn't. Why would I take the risk of getting electrocuted and have all these electrolytes in me? That don't make no damn sense. Well, I have an idea for you, Tommy. This is what I suggest you do. Let me hear your answer to this. Let me put my water To help this out, get you a small Dixie cup Mm -hmm. out of your bathroom dispenser if they still have those. I don't know. Or get your bathroom water cup and... Fill it with water and put a little bit on your hand and have the rest of it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Then go outside the bathroom, because I don't want you to be in there where can't nobody hear you. And I want you to start sitting the floor next to an outlet and start drinking the water and then put that wet hand in the outlet mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. you drinking water. Mm-hmm. And then let's see how many electrolytes your ass can get in you at once. <laughs> and I'm reason I didn't want you to do it in the bathroom so people can hear you in the hallway. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Does, does that it makes sense. perfect sense. I just I just don't think it's safe to have an electrolyte in your sister. I just don't I just think it's dangerous. Uh, it's just me. It's your last yeah. day asking a question. Your <laughs> last day. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought I surprised you. I ended up surprising my damn self. I don't know how I thought this was going to turn out. They hydrated, though. That's, but one that's thing about point. it, though, he didn't what? disappoint me. No, he didn't. <laughs> they hydrated. All right. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, nephew Tommy is coming up with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time to start your morning off with Run That Prank Back with the nephew. What you got, Neff? Me and your baby getting married. Me and your baby getting married. Cat dog, if you would. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach, I'm trying to reach uh, Mr. Yes, this is he. Hey, Mr. How you doing? I'm trying, let, me, let me make I'm sure um, I'm calling the right person. Your daughter is Crystal. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got the right person. Hey, listen, uh, what I wanted to do, Mr. Richards, is call and introduce myself to you and let you know who I was. My name is Jeff. Jeff, and I've been uh, seeing Crystal, uh, you know, pretty much like the last five to six months, and I wanted to um, let you know that I'm very, very interested in you, and in, 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 I know this kind of crazy for you to get a phone call from me, but I'm very interested in, in Crystal right now, and I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to do the man thing and just reach out to your man and say I'm really interested in in, uh, in marrying your daughter. And marrying my daughter? Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on, man. What what, what what did you say your name was again? Uh, my name is Jeff, Jeff. Okay, uh, Jeff, Jeff. Listen, I'm very close with my daughter, and my daughter has never, ever mentioned you. I talk with my daughter every day. Wow. I don't know what that's about, but it's been like about five, close to six months that me and Crystal been, you know, going out, you know, up here at the school. But what I wanted to do is tell you that I, I really, really, really like Crystal, man. I, uh, and I wanted to call and tell you that, you know, I'm really, really interested in marrying Crystal. You know, I mm-hmm. want, I, I really do want Crystal to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Well, Again, I've never heard of you before, and my daughter has never, ever mentioned you. My daughter isn't dating anybody right now. My daughter's in grad school. I understand that, and, you know, we, 
you know, it, it's been, you know, we've been, you know, a little back and forth or whatever, but, you know, the main thing is me and Crystal really, you know, we really we really do love each other, Miss. And I want to, um... Okay, but if you love my daughter, she would have told me that she was in love with someone. Well, you know what, you know, and, and maybe it's a situation where Crystal is like a little, maybe a little uneasy about talking to you about it, you know what I'm saying? My daughter can talk to me about anything. We talk every day. Right, right. Just, just like you. I talk to my daughter every day. Your daughter? And how old is your daughter? My daughter, 15. So, hold, 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 hold on one minute, man. You said your daughter was 15. Right, right, right. Okay, well, how old are you? I'm 46. 46? You 46 years old and you want to marry my 25-year-old daughter? Hey, 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 let me say this right here. Love ain't got no limit, man. And I understand, I, you know, I was a little shocked at first about the uh, the age difference between us, but you get you know what, man? I'm more shocked than me. Okay, and I understand that, but what I'm trying to explain to you, man, is that it, it come a time, man, where you just you just don't know what's gonna happen, man. Love just love is love, man. And you've been locked up on parole at the university on work release and met my daughter. Yeah, How long and, you man, I'm 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 gonna I'm say this, man. Crystal is just a beautiful person, man. Uh, hold on, man. You calling me at the blue with all this shit. Look, man, I'm at work. I got a lot of work on my damn desk, and you calling me, telling me you uh, uh, former jailbird wants to marry my daughter, my 25-year-old daughter, and you damn near 50, you damn near my age, and want to marry my daughter? Man, I am not trying to talk to you about this shit. What I need to do is I need to talk to Crystal and get to the bottom of this. That's what the hell I need to do. Hey, I, I, I understand that, Mr. You, you was probably going to want to talk to her, and, and I ain't got no problem with that. What I'm trying to explain to you is that, man, Love ain't got no limit, man. It's just something that happened. Crystal loved me. I love her. And, and, it, and it is what it is. I just want to try to get your blessings on this. You can't get my blessings. You lost your mind. How the hell are you getting my going to marry my daughter? Man, my daughter's been in private school all her damn life. She was on the dean's list all four years of college. And she's going to grad school. And are you going to marry my daughter that you met on your work release? Hey, Miss I understand that. What I'm, what I'm trying to explain to you that, you know what, man, sometimes love is right the second time around. You understand what I'm saying? What the hell you mean the second time? I got kids already. What I'm trying to say is it didn't work out with me on the first time. What I wanted to do, man, is just call you and solidify the culinary experience. Culinary? Culinary got to do with food. What the hell is you talking about? Look, 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 look. I got to talk to my daughter. I'm going to call Crystal. And I'm going to find out what the hell is going on. Because, look, man, I'm not even trying to have this conversation with you. And I, I hey, hey, Mr. 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 Paris, I understand all please. that. I understand what you're saying. What I want to say to you is this right here. Crystal is 25. I, even if you don't agree with this here, we're going to elope and make sure that and we get back. Look here. You ain't doing a thing with my daughter unless it's my Look here, man. You ain't doing with my Daughter. I don't even know your jailbird. You ain't doing. I'm gonna call my daughter, find out who you really are. Cause lost your mind. If you think your old jailbird is gonna be marrying my daughter, my daughter's got a future. You ain't got. What the hell is wrong with you? You lost mind. I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth with you, Miss. Me and Crystal getting married. That will not happen under any circumstances. No. I don't care what you think the circumstances are, me and Crystal getting married. That's that it. Not the love man. I don't know who the hell you think you are. What the is wrong with you? Hey, how about that? That's what it's got to be. I got one more thing I need to say, and then me and Crystal just going to...
going to come over there and, 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 and drive down there and tell you exactly what's going on in our life right what, now. What, you, what, what, what you got to say to me? Are you listening to me? Yes. What the hell you got to say to me? I got to say this. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your daughter, Crystal, and her boyfriend, Oh, ain't this some <laughs> I'm outside my job. And now people looking at me like I'm crazy. Damn, Joe. <laughs> hey, man, your baby girl just wanted to put a smile on your face, man. I got to ask you, what is? What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, the Steve Harvey morning show. I'm going to get your ass crystal. <laughs> Oh, goodness. You can thank my stupid later. Go ahead. Go ahead, Shirley. Take it away. Go ahead. You can thank my stupid later. All right. Okay. Thank you, nephew. Woo. Coming up next, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in trending All-Star Game weekend highlights from Cleveland, Steve Harvey. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have it for you. Celebrity baby news. R&B singer uh, Kiki Wyatt is pregnant with her 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th child. 11th what? child. Yes. Yes. Huh? yes. Don't nobody do that no more. Wait, are you <laughs> for real? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you for 11? 11. What, they live on a farm? What? A farm. That's some farm activity there. That you, that's a lot. You ain't got nothing to do. Gonna have another have a, child. Eleven baby, that's right. I had and seven lion brothers. She loves Lord. being pregnant. She talks about that, how she loves being pregnant and she loves having children. And the NAACP Image Awards are this Sunday. We'll talk about all of these stories, like I said, at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time for Ask the CLO. Lisa in Atlanta writes to our CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, I'm 28 and I'm dating a 30-year-old man I met online. He checks off every box on my list except one. Uh, He's a great lover, but he's not willing to explore all of me. He said there are a few things he will never do. If I enjoy doing it for him, should he be willing to try it for me? Uh, Is he being selfish or is this normal? Well, I ain't saying it's normal. I'm just saying he ain't dang what he's doing. You know, that old you do me, I do you type thing. That ain't that ain't what he finna do. Uh, you know, so there you have it. Now, if that's a deal breaker for you, they probably need to break up now. Yeah. But if it's not a deal breaker, then go on and explore. But uh, it seems like he's pretty much set on this. It's a decision he's made. See, what could have happened, he's 30, you don't know, but he might have had a really, really bad traumatic experience with that. And that'll yeah. shut you down. You run you run up into something that ain't quite what you thought it was, and it'll shut you down. So it could have been he used to do everything, but oh, yeah. he done stopped exploring everywhere. He dialed it back, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he said never. Something yeah. happened. Yeah. So Not putting your toe in my mouth. So you could ask. I'm telling you now, I'm not putting your toe in my damn yeah. mouth. All right, moving on to Taylor in Southfield. Taylor says, I'm 33 and I've been divorced for two years. My ex-husband is getting remarried and I got a wedding invite. He 
he called me last week to say that his fiance wants me to change my last name back to my maiden name because she wants to be the only woman with my name. Should I relinquish the name or not? What? Well, huh? You know, what did this wedding invitation have to do with anything? Uh, uh, but secondly, his current wife-to-be wants you to change your name back. My question to you is, why would you want the name of a man that don't want you? That's my only question to you. I would be more than happy to get back to who I was after I find out that who I thought I was don't want me to be that no more. So, I would forget the fact. See, normally when you get divorced and it don't come up because ain't nobody married, you just don't feel like going down there changing the paperwork, yeah, I exactly. would imagine. It's just a hassle. Now, if you got the kids, that's a whole nother story. Them kids' name can't change, I don't think. I'm not sure, but I don't that's, think. That's why I'm but, just trying to keep it. Yeah. But if you all don't have kids... I think the only thing that would bother you is the fact that she said she don't want you to have it. Yeah. But I think the real question is, why would you want to keep it from a man that don't want you? I would change it and not let it be about this woman saying, I don't want her to have your name no more. You would change? You would change? Especially with no kids. I, oh, with no kids. I think I think that's more of a female question. Uh, Carla, would you change if you didn't have kids and you divorced a man? Would you keep his last name? I don't think so. If I didn't have any children, I don't think yeah. so. I know my mother got a divorce from my dad. She kept his name because of me, you know, because yeah. she had a kid. Right. right. And that I did sense. the same thing because of my daughter. Yeah. Right. I did the same yeah. thing because of my daughter. Right. But if you have a child, that changes everything. Because mm -hmm. yeah. you don't want to change your name and have your mm -hmm. daughter or your child ass out up at the school well, who is Miss Perkins? Yeah, it's yeah, too much. It was, too so it was always so confusing when growing up. It was like, you know, the kid's name was Johnson and the mother's name was Moran. Right. You know, Boy, and I crazy, think I, th I think if you have children, I think you keep the name because it just keeps it clear for you. Why your mama named that? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so I understand yeah. that. Yeah, for child, yeah. it makes a difference. Okay, sure. All right. All right, moving on to Leah in New York. Leah says, I've been dating a mama's boy for almost a year. I'd hope that by now he would want more of me and less of mama, but he still has dinner with her several times a month, and he tells her all of our business. It causes her to look at me differently. Is it a lost cause with him and his mama? Will this ever get better? No. <laughs> no. Once a mama's boy, always a mama. What's, what can you do to change the dynamics of the relationship of a mama's boy? Nothing. You're not going to do what his mama do. You're already doing some things that his mama don't do. And if that don't make a difference, I don't know what will. That's not going to change. This is a mama's boy. He has dinner with his mama several times a month. I don't know how many times that is. But that, that's cool, you know what I'm saying? Four. Mm -hmm. That don't make him a mama's boy, but if you're telling all the business, that's but it, and it's a lot more than that. The, that mama's Way boy more. thing <laughs> turns into texting and laughing and sitting up on the phone telling jokes and mama coming over watching movies with y'all and, you know, he 
I'm staying at mama's house tonight because she's scared the wind was blowing. You know, that stuff the wind like that. Was blowing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to go over here. I got to get my mama car fixed. So we ain't going to be able to get our car fixed this month. You know, when it get into that, that's a bit it, much. It's, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Got another one, Shirley? Yes, I do. Uh, Norris in Philly says, I'm a single man in my late 20s, and I'm having sex with a girl that lives next door to me. My girlfriend and I are on and off a lot, so this woman fills in the gap when we're having problems. It's just sex for me, but the neighbor is catching feelings. She knows I have a girl, so why is she getting caught up? Hmm. What? Yeah. Yeah, no business going next door. Boy, no next door. Why is she getting caught? She know I got a girlfriend. Because that's the plan. See, y'all keep being off. She jump in the off spot, figuring that one day you ain't going to be back on. I got news for you. She going to come over there and knock on the door next time your girlfriend over there. I got news for you, dog. This going to be a problem next door. She not finna sit there and hear all that commotion going on up against that wall, and she not gonna say nothing. Hmm. You know how much you didn't put me on the wall like that last week when you was off with her. That's right. All right, Cielo, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, all-star game weekend highlights. They were this weekend. Uh, First of all, let's get this out of the way right now. Who saw Macy Gray sing the national anthem? I right. did. Yeah. Did I missed it? it. Take a I listen. Take a listen, and then we'll talk about it. And the rock and its red clay, the walls bursting in No V in her braid. Wasn't no V in her braid. It was just, trailed off. Right. Wasn't no V in there. Where's the V in it? But it was a pure Macy Gray, though. It was oh, pure yeah, classic. Macy Gray. Yeah, yeah well, she sung it in pure Cleveland, so we yeah. was up in there hollering laughing. They don't even give a damn. Cleveland don't care, man. I'm, I'm just telling you. But did you see when they showed the LeBron and Steph Curry? Yes. They tried yes. to play it off. To... Oh, my and God. I love Macy Gray. <laughs> oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I love her, and that's what you expect, Macy Gray, when you hire Macy Gray. Macy that's Gray. Yeah. 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 What else? So did LeBron them bust out laughing? Call. They. No, they no. wanted to though. They were. Yes. To <laughs> in the stands, Tommy. They was just. I'm talking about set back down. <laughs> Leaning over, man. Yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> it is what it is in Cleveland, man. That's mm-hmm. funny, Steve. And well, I anyway. watched the slam dunk contest. I uh-huh. just, you know. Lack I was. I didn't, I didn't see none of this. Dude. I worked my butt off. What, what, tell me about it. Dunk contest. Who won? It, the dude out of New York. OB. Um, yeah, he was supposed Obi to win it. Obi he was Compton. the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I can't even touch a rim no more, so them days is done. 
But I mean, them dudes was some of the stuff was. It just wasn't what I. Nah, it wasn't nothing, man. It wasn't mm-hmm. Jordan, Vince Carter, Boring. Dr. J. It wasn't nobody. It wasn't nobody doing nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the one dunk I saw where he did the three sixty up, up under the leg windmill that was woo that was funky. With the one but the hand. one he missed, I wanted to see him tap it on the backboard, then go under his legs and dunk. But mm-hmm. he never got it back off the backboard. <laughs> and Shaq just looked thoroughly de- man. Yes. But I don't like when you do four, five attempts at a dunk and you don't make it. Because even if you do make it, mm-hmm. after that, you know, eh. that's too many chances. Yeah. The performers were DJ Khaled, Mary J. Blige, Ludacris, Lil Wayne, Lil Baby, and the Migos. So that was good. Then on Sunday during the All-Star game itself, LeBron James pulled out a game-winning three-pointer to score the win for Team LeBron. The final score, 163-160 to 160 against Team Durant. Now, Kevin Durant was not there due to the passing of his grandmother. And, no. um, yeah, mm. our condolences, of course. Um, and it wasn't all LeBron. Uh, Steph Curry was welcomed w- by the crowd with booze. Again, they were in Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> Why they booze well, them? Because he's beat. Because he's beat Cleveland uh, several finals. times in the finals. We we don't forgive Tommy. That ain't what we do. We're not forgiving people. It's bitter. Yeah, we're not in that. But we Steve, lost. It's just now, a game. It was just. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, no, it's not a game. It's called hatred. And that's what we have, and we're not letting it go. So you came in here, you beat us and won the title. Uh We hate you. Don't come up here to play. We ain't sportsmen. We not finna play like, you know, we Uh care for you. We we respect your talent. None of that. It's hatred. They boo. But did you see did you see Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, Dr. J, et cetera, all of them were there? Did you see the legend? Yeah, man, yes. because it was the seventy fifth. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody was there, man. Oh. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Yep. Crowd they... was on their feet as uh, Steph Curry set an all time game uh all star game record. He was named MVP, scoring fifty total points for team LeBron. Oh, Steph. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They booed his ass again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congratulations Please. on the 50 points. Oh, by the way, we still hate you. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from the hatred to some love, some blessings in celebrity baby news, R&B singer Kiki Wyatt posted on her Instagram page that uh, she is pregnant with her 11th child. 11th child. She looked yeah, great. We just she looked healthy. We, 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 we doing beautiful. throwback babies now. We just doing some 1940. Oh, oh, is this, oh. Yeah. That's is, when, back when they used to it, have a lot of kids. Yeah, I live. Is it the yeah. same dad? Uh, this no. is her second child, uh, Tommy, with her third husband. Her third husband. Yeah, I don't know His no one man that, that ignorant. Her second child with her third husband. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She got 11 kids, Shirley. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So she's had other kids with her other husband. Of her previous oh. marriages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like her, man. She cool girl. You can do your thing if that's what you want to do. I'm not having 11 kids. At all. You got yeah. seven. You're not that good. Did, 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 hey, <laughs> did not want all them, sure. 
Be honest. Why do you insert yourself in every baby story? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they here now, but you know, when all you know, champagne and bubbles. When I got the news, coming up in twenty minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Yesterday was President's Day, and in honor of the occasion, a new poll looked to find out whether people would have any desire to be president themselves, just even for one day, just one day. It looks like most people do not want that job, okay? Only 39% of Americans are very or somewhat interested in being president for a day. 55% are are not very or not interested at all. And uh, Steve, you hear it all the time. People say you should run for president. So do you think you would be a better president than the average historical president, and um, how would you do things differently? Even yeah, well, I would dead. definitely uh, be a better president <laughs> than all of them. George <laughs> oh, Washington, really? Abe no, Lincoln, really? all of them. No, I'm oh, I'm so. be better. Mm-hmm. I'd act, you know, I'd be a better president than all of them. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like because it. Because of the way what I'm not gonna accept. Like what? Okay. See, I'm not. Okay. Okay. I'm not talking. Y'all can't say what you want to say to me and don't expect me to say nothing back. And I'm doing that Supreme Order stuff all the time, that executive Executive. order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm doing all that. I don't give a damn what your Senate say. (laughs) I'm signing it into order. That's what I'm doing. Nothing to ask you nothing. Don't care about what your party say, what my party say. I'm the president. Yeah, how are and, you? Uh, how, how you gonna handle briefings? Power. Briefings in the morning. How you gonna handle? Hey, that? listen. Uh, hey, thank y'all all for coming. Uh, this is what we're doing now. Um, I've pulled all troops out of all parts of the world. We're not doing this no more. Okay, Ain't no more fighting. In the war. Okay. Ain't no more mm-hmm. fighting. All y'all that signed up for all these free educations probably ain't gonna have them. What is you that know. about? Wait, what? Well, everybody signed up in the military for these free educations. That probably oh, ain't gonna happen because okay. oh. we ain't gonna be. We're gonna lose a lot of y'all in the you know process of withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate your service. Uh, we're gonna give you your check, but we ain't gonna need you over here. We're gonna sell all these guns. Anything uh, positive? Yes. Any police officer that shoots a black person will be shot they damn self. Oh, all right. Now, slow this down. Oh, boy. Right now. Yeah. You'll come before me. I'm going to look at the video, and I'm going to pass judgment. No more cases. No more trials. I'm going to look at the video, and I'm going to make the call based on the video. If you don't have your body cam on, I'm assuming you are hiding evidence. Your ass is gone anyway. But, Mr. President, that's not what... The, that's not what the Constitution says. Are you a judge or the president? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Have you read the Constitution? <laughs> not all of it. Yeah. Do you feel as though we in there anyway? So why is we paying attention to it? Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The police officer who killed Dante Wright has received what can only be considered a light sentence. Brooklyn Heights, Minnesota officer Kim Potter 
was convicted of first and second degree manslaughter. She aimed her gun and fired on right during a traffic stop, but she said she thought she pulled her taser, not her gun. She's been sentenced to just 24 months, 24 months in custody, 16 in prison, and eight under supervised release. She could have faced up to 25 years behind bars. Prosecutors were seeking seven years. Judge Regina Chu defended the two-year sentence she gave Officer Kim Potter by saying Potter was a cop who made a tragic mistake, uh, not who committed murder, citing the case of George Floyd. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump said there are black people in prison serving greater time for selling marijuana, which is legal in most states, than this police officer gets for killing this young black man. It just goes to show you the actual value that they place on black life. Because I'm telling you right now, if a black police officer had done this same thing and killed a white person of any gender, age, whatever, do you think for one moment that they would just say he made a tragic mistake? Not at all. No. No. He did not honor his training. He should have known better. You can't mistake your taser for your gun. I'm sorry. It can't happen. You can't take a person's life and get 24 months. I'm sorry. And the amazing thing of this and what I keep saying is this never happens to white people. Ever. They're never accidentally shot. They're never... They're, they're never shot in the back running by the police. When white people get shot by the police, they are in the active act of committing a felony or a crime. Other than that, they don't make mistakes with white people. They don't. But they make them with black people all the time, which lets me know it's not mistakes. It's training. And like, uh, and like, and like, and like, and like Benjamin Crump said, said. Mm-hmm. it's black people doing more time for selling weed. It don't make no sense, man, that you can do that. But she's a white lady, and yes. she killed a black man. What? What? What's the big deal? And? And guess what? Ain't a damn thing we can do about it except get over here and be all right with it. But see, we tired of that, though. Because we've never really been all right with it. Just, just in, if any white people are listening, we would like to make the announcement. We as black people have never been okay with the sentences that's been handed down and the treatment of blacks in the judicial system. Just to go on record officially, we have never been okay with this. In case you're thinking that we think it's powerful, powerful to course or, or we think it's just the way it is, we're not okay with it. And that's been our protest the entire time. And even though you all have allowed our protest to fall on deaf ears, please know we are not okay with it. But we have come to the conclusion that you are. Mm -hmm. That's what's sad to me. I wish I had time to play something that I pulled up from this lady that had asked a group of whites a question online. And it was just so compelling because the answer was, let me see if I got it. Let me see if I can play it. I think I have it. If you as a white person would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. 
you didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it. That's just, that's all I have to say. Thank you. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Have a nice day, y'all. Just in case you thought we was okay with it. Coming up next, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, Nephew Tommy is in the building with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And today's subject is, what was she doing while I was gone? Ooh. We'll find out. Ooh. We'll get into it in just a little bit. You got eyes. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nap? All right, now, I'm going to ask. I'm just going to say it. You know, don't let it be shocking to you, but, you know, it's just something we're working on. We need you to be a slave for a day. What? Slave. What? For a day. I mean, it's black history, so just work with us now. Just work with us. We ain't asking for much. Slave. For a day. Who's Let's uh for that. Hey, hey, it's just a day. Okay? It's just <laughs> a day. Give us twenty five years. Lighten up. <laughs> Let's go, cat dog. Slave for a day. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh Miss Glenda, please. This is she speaking. Hey, Miss Glenda, this is Gary. Gary I'm with the um Black History of Okay. You uh you you participated last year in the in the Black History Parade, am I right? Yes, I sure did. Uh, okay, I got your name from one of the members on the committee, and we're trying to see if you can actually be of some help for this year's Black History uh, for this month. I sure would. Be glad to help. Okay, listen, um, we're having an auction tomorrow, and wanted to see if you could uh, actually maybe be of some help with the auction that we actually have going on tomorrow. Uh, yes. Do I need to donate anything or? But no, Is that what uh, you need? no, we're not really trying to get some a donation from you this time. We're trying to see if you have some time tomorrow to come out and actually help out with the actual auction. Okay. What time tomorrow? Uh, probably like about nine o'clock in the morning. I can do that. Okay. Now we're asking that you wear something that you'll be comfortable in all day tomorrow, if possible. Okay. Okay. Pretty much an all-day event that we're trying to get you to do. Okay. I could be there around nine, but I'm gonna have to leave about four. Uh, well, we'll I tell you what, we'll see what we can, well, how we can work it out. But we, we definitely want you to come and be a part of what we're doing. So, what is it that you really need me to do? Um, well, actually, you know, we, we we got a lot of people doing different things at the, uh, you know, at the auction. You know, so we just want you to come out and be of some help uh, with everything that's going on. Okay. Well, I want to be prepared. So, what exactly do I need to do? Work the concession stand, something like that? No, really. What we had is actually you being a part of the auction. Being a part of the auction, such as. Well, what we're doing tomorrow is we have already we already have fifty people who are signed up, and you would be, you know, uh, one of those people that are, that are, that are signed up to do the actual. Uh, what it is, is is we're having slaves for a day. And what we're going to be doing is auctioning you off, and somebody's going to buy you tomorrow. And you'll be their slave, slave for the day. Slave? Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll be their slave for the day. That's what, the, that's what we've decided to do with the black history. We've decided I didn't to mean I, I, don't, I want to participate, but being a slave, no. Okay, but see, what you, but, but, 
I want you to understand that this is a worthy cause, though. You know, I'm we want saying it's a worthy cause, but I'm not going to be no slave. Well, well you, I mean, you don't have to call it a slave. I mean, a, a servant, you know, a, a, a butler, you know what I mean, whatever you want to call it. I'm just saying. Same but, damn thing. No, I ain't going to be no slave. Okay, okay, ma'am, ma'am, Miss Miss Glenda, what I'm trying to explain to you, this is a worthy call for the black history. And we're trying to get you to be there. Somebody may buy you for $500 tomorrow. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Are, 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 you, are, you, are you turning us down for a worthy cause, Miss Glenda? Yes, I am turning your down. Don't call me with that kind of no more. I mean, I don't understand what, what the problem is. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes we got to repeat history so we don't go back to the history. Sometimes we got to do it again so we don't go back to it. You understand? But here it is, it seems like you you acting like a, a, a house Negro or something. Like you too uppity or something. A house Negro. A house Negro. Who's the chairman of, of this? Excuse me? The chairman. Last time I spoke with Mr. Wilson and we didn't have no like this. Okay, and I understand that, but what I'm trying to explain to you is this is something that... I don't want you to explain a thing to me. Do not call me with this kind of again. Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? Do you understand me? Are you going to show up tomorrow so we can sell you? We already have... You're not going to sell me. We have you listed to be sold tomorrow. Sell your... We've got you listed to be sold tomorrow, ma'am. Can we please make sure... I'm not going to be sold. And you. Do not call here again. Hey, listen, if you don't show up tomorrow, then we will come to your house and sell you there. Come to my house? I wish you would come to my house. Bring your ass over here if you want to. Listen, I will come there to sell you if you're not going to come out to the auction. Come on to my house. You bad. Come on to my house. Okay, I tell you, and you know what? I need you to do this. You need to start saying yes, sir, and no, sir to me right now. Okay? Kiss I need my... to get you in the, in the frame of That's mind of, of being a slave my... of the day. Okay? I didn't hear what you said. Kiss my g- black I'm coming to your house tomorrow, and I'm going to sell you in front of your house if you don't come down to the auction tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. You better not bring your to my house. You better not. Do you understand me? I don't march for civil rights. I don't have time for no like that. And we got a for president, you. I understand not. we got a black man for president, but right now we're trying to raise some money for black history and we need to sell you tomorrow morning. You're not going to sell me, You're not going to sell me. You and don't call my house no more. Do you understand? Do not call. I understand exactly what you're saying. Can I tell you something else? Who else going to be sold tomorrow? Hell no. Don't tell me. I, I got one more thing I do need to tell you. What is it? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your sister. My sister? <laughs> My sister, I can't believe that. Uh-uh, I'm going to get her. I can't believe she done did this. Miss Glenda, you all right? I'm all right. This is some crazy. I can't believe this. I'm going to whoop her. I'm going to whoop her for this. It don't sound like you were going to get sold no way. Hell no. You wasn't getting on this auction block, huh? No. No way. Because <laughs> Miss Linda's been there. I've been at the sit-ins, the marches. I've done some of everything. Yes, ma'am. Well, I tell you what, Miss Glenda, if it wasn't for people like you, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. That's so right. We, we, we show thank you. We show thank you. I just wanted to play a joke on you. Did I get you? Yes, you did. <laughs> you sure did. All right. I got, one more, I got one more thing to ask you. What is, what is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land?
the Steve Harvey Morning Show with that ignorant <laughs> nephew Tommy. <laughs> we love you, Miss Glenda. Okay, love you too. Kiss my blank, blank, and blank, blank. Black <laughs> Miss Glenda. Happy Black History, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Black History Month. Too much. Hey. Lord. You, said, you, know. you ain't gonna be no slave. Kiss my black. <laughs> Entire what you, what you what you want me to do with the auction now? What am I doing now? What what exactly? You know, you don't want me working the concessions. What you want me doing? Mm-mm. Thank you. Ms. She kind of knew then when she started asking questions. She uh-huh. was like, "This is about to be uh-huh. some bull." This Thank you, Miss Blender, uh-huh. for all that you did. That's right. Wow. She said, "I paved the way, baby." Mm-hmm. I've been there to the sit-ins, the boycotts, all of that. And here you come with this foolishness. Now, you, you come with this <laughs> foolishness. <laughs> you and your shenanigans. Hey, I want to thank Baltimore, Maryland, man. Y'all sold me out this weekend. I appreciate y'all coming to see the ignorant ass, stupid nephew. And that's what everybody was saying in the audience. Stupid, Tommy. Stay stupid. Stay stupid. You yeah. ain't fun. You stupid. <laughs> I saw King, King Solomon who, uh... Out of Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, March 19th, I'm in Beaumont, Texas, y'all. Julie Rogers Theater. One show Saturday night. Tickets on sale right now. Laying in the cut is Nashville, Tennessee. Zany's Comedy Club, April 1st through the 3rd. That's April Fool's Weekend. The Fool is coming to Nashville. And then April 8th through the 10th. That's Charlotte, North Carolina. The Comedy Zone. The nephew is coming to town. Back on the road again, baby. Got the microphone in my hand. Come watch me work. I am ignorant at its best. Okay, now Baltimore, be thanks fun. again. Which one? I'm going to be stupid. Stupid. Okay. I got it. All right. I got All right. it. Made up my mind. All right. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. What was she doing while I was gone? Well, we'll find mm. out right after mm. this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, Please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you just never know. It could be yours. This one could be. Mm-hmm. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, what was she doing while I was gone? Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 33-year-old black man married for nine years. When I got married, I was young and still in the streets. Over time, I got an associate's degree and I got a job in a position of leadership. But I was still hanging out with the same crew and I got caught up and ended up in jail. A friend of mine asked me to drive him to the liquor store, so I did. He went in and came out and we left. I had no idea that he had committed an armed robbery until I was arrested for being a getaway driver. My wife had just had our third son, but she held me down because she knows I'm not a bad guy. I did my time and I got home six months ago. I listened to the radio show while I was locked up, and this is my favorite subject. So I'm trying to see if you could help me. My wife is a lot different since I got home. She dresses differently and she smokes weed, which is legal in our area. She dictates if and when we have sex and she rations out money to me. 
I feel as if I can't say anything because of what I put her through while I was locked up. We were watching TV the other night and her phone rang and she left the room to talk. I didn't say a word. The next morning she got a call and I could hear that it was a man on the phone. She talked for about three minutes and as soon as she hung up, I told her she has a lot of nerve allowing men to call her while she's home and there is no way this this can continue. She told me to hush and be glad I still have a home because her friends helped her out by doing things in and around the house while I was away. I asked her what in and around the house meant and she ignored me. I have to keep cool and not explode on her. What's the best way to approach it? (laughs) Well, you know, right now, the best thing you can do is get yourself together, okay? Time doesn't stop when you go to prison. Um, stop expecting things to be the same and and you need to think about the future. What was she doing while you were gone? Well, she was surviving, obviously. She was taking care of three kids alone. She was probably scared. You said she held it down while you were in jail and um, she did let you come back home, okay? Uh, But the respect and apparently the love are gone out of this relationship. Um, You see and hear what she's doing. Uh, She's talking with other men. Uh, Of course you don't like it. I mean, what man would like that from their wife? So now you need to concentrate on your next move, and that's being your own man. Uh, Because your wife is doing her thing, there's nothing you can do about it right now. You said it. You have to keep cool and not explode on her. Um, You need to get your dignity, your self-respect back. So I suggest you get a job somewhere. You start making your own money so she won't have to ration it out to you as you say. I mean, you know, no man wants that. Uh, Save it for your apartment, you know, then, uh, you know, fix the situation with your wife and these kids. You might have to arrange visitation rights if you do eventually get your own apartment. And I say making sure your kids are okay. That should be your top priority right now anyway, because they missed a lot of time with you. Your youngest son hardly even knows you. Uh, You're concentrating on the wrong things, I think. You expect things to be the same. Clearly, your wife has moved on. You need to do the same now, but with purpose. Okay? Steve. This is going to be a tough one to answer for you, young brother. So, um, I'm going to just take you through this thing step by step. Because one of the first things when you're trying to solve this problem is taking full responsibility and knowing what it is that you can do to bring about change. Uh, The question is, on the subject, what was she doing while I was gone? Now, you're a 33-year-old black man married for nine years. When you got married, you were young and still in the streets. So you were 24 when you got married, same age as me at my first marriage. That is young to be married for anybody. Uh, But you were still in the streets. Over time, you got an associate degree and you got a job in a position of leadership. So you're realizing that you got to do better for yourself. Here's the mistake you made. But I was still hanging with the same crew. And I got caught up and ended up in jail. How many times have I said this to people? Everybody come with you, can't go with you. In order to grow, you have to go. I've said it so many different ways. You you can't worry about keeping it real. You got to keep it moving. I've said all of these things that tie us to the hood, that ties to our old relationships and friends. 
but you can't go get an associate degree. Here's another one that I said a long time ago. You can't be a college student and a thug in the same sentence. It don't match. Thugging and college student don't match. Now, you didn't know what was going on, but you dropped your friend off at a liquor store. He goes in and comes back out. Next thing you know, you're arrested because you're the getaway car driver. You didn't know this fool went in here and robbed a damn liquor store. So now you're out and you're an accomplice to committing an armed robbery. Your wife had just had your third son, but she held you down because she knows I'm not a bad guy. I did my time and I came home six months ago. Now, here's the problem. You're not telling me how long you were in. You're not saying that. And you're leaving that out of the letter because it helps you. But Uncle Steve know better. Armed robbery, even with a plea, you year and a half, too. Even if they believed you, they let they let you plead to this right here. All right, hang on. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, what was she doing while I was gone? We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, what was she doing while I was gone? Well, 33-year-old black man married for nine years, was in the streets when you got married, but you messed around and got yourself a degree. Congratulations. Got you a job of position and leadership. But the mistake you made, you were still hanging with the same crew. You got caught up and you got ended up in jail. Now you, you drop a friend off at the liquor store, little to you know, he goes in and he robs the place. He comes back and gets in the car. You don't know this until you get arrested because you were the driving the getaway car. Okay, now now your wife had just had your third son, but she held you down in prison, jail, because she knows you're not a bad guy. You did your time, and you got home six months ago. You didn't really say how much time you're doing. I'm assuming a couple of years, you know, 18 months, something on the plea you did because they believed that you just went in there and you didn't know. But let's say you were gone a couple of years. All right, you come out, and you listen to the radio show while you was locked up. Thank you. And Strawberry Letter wasn't your favorite thing, so that got you through. We appreciate y'all, brothers, sisters that's on lockdown. Hope we do something to get you through. Uh, Now, you come home, and you notice that your wife is a lot different since you got home. She dresses differently. She smokes weed, which is legal in our area. She dictates if and when we have sex, and she rations out money to me. I feel as though I can't say anything because of what I put her through while I was locked up. Now, y'all watching TV the other night. A phone rang. She left the room to talk. You ain't say nothing. Next morning, she got a call, and you could hear that it was a man on the phone. She talked for about three minutes. As soon as she hung up, I told her she got a lot of nerve allowing men to call her while she's home, and there's no way this can continue. She told me to hush. Pretty sure the word wasn't hush. I think it was a little bit more harsh than that. I think it started with shut. Shut the front door. Yeah. Okay, Shirley. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and glad that you still have a home because her friends helped her out by doing things in and around the house while I was away. I asked her what in and the house meant and she ignored me. I have to keep cool and not explode on her. What's the best way to approach it? Well, brother, things have changed. She dressing different. 
and she's smoking weed. She's gone through a lot holding this family down while you was gone. But really, though, brother, these is the consequences of your actions. Because you didn't leave them streets alone. Well, let's say you left the streets alone, but you hang with the same crew. Association brings on participation. So now here we are. One of your ignorant-ass friends did something ignorant, selfishly didn't tell you. You got caught up. You had to do time. Now, your girl been watching you out in the street. She has told you. You're leaving that part out the letter. She done told you, stop hanging with them fools. You wouldn't do it because you was keeping it real instead of keeping it moving. You was not forgetting where you from. You was getting caught up in all that hood lingo. They ain't got nothing to do with your family. So now here's the deal. Shirley said it right. You've got to get yourself together. But now you have a police record. Hard to get employed with a police record. So now you, you've got everything. All of this you bought on yourself, brother. So now I can't tell you that your marriage will ever get back because you never really allowed it to get off the ground the right way. You stayed out there in them streets. It's, your marriage could be over. She has male friends now. She has people that has done things for her to help her out. Now, I'm going to just tell you flat out, if a man done done something to help you out, then we, we got to think about that for a second. I'm not saying she did anything, but you a man. But let's be fair. Let's not be angry with this sister because you put this sister in a position where she had to survive. And once you put a person in survival mode, man, you can't get mad at how they choose to survive. You just can't. Now, why she dressing different? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fashions have changed since he got Is she wearing your clothes? <laughs> I don't know what this change of outfits is. Is she wear a lot of your clothes? She wear baseball hats cocked to the sides. I don't I don't know what the clothes is. But she rationing out sex and money because she don't know how long you're going to be around. You might have to go again. I don't know what it is, brother, but you got to get yourself together. Don't be so angry with the woman because she was put in survival mode. I don't think you should explode on her because you left her in a really, really bad situation with your third son. Woman got three kids. She got put in survival mode. She has some male friends, it looks like, and they're not your male friends. Good luck. Don't explode on the sister. Maybe it's time for you to just go somewhere and get yourself together like Shirley say, take care of your kids. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, we'll have sports with uh, we'll have sports with Unc and Neff right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Junior's out today. Tommy. 
Uh, and Steve, Michigan basketball head coach Jawan Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season. You guys were asking about that yesterday, what was going to happen. He had that altercation at the end of the loss against Wisconsin on Sunday. Here's a breakdown of the suspensions, okay? Head coach Jawan Howard coaching suspension five games, which is the remainder of the season. He got fined $40,000. He has not lost his job, though. He's still working. No, no, no. He's just suspended for the okay. rest of the season. Okay. Student athlete uh, Terrence Williams, the thir- uh, the uh, second suspension, one game effective immediately. Student athlete uh, Musa Diambate, uh, suspension, one game effective immediately. And for the University of Wisconsin, head coach Greg Car- Greg Gard fined $10,000. $10,000. Well, he ain't 40. Okay, 10000 Um And student-athlete Jacoby Neath, suspension one game effective immediately. So there's... What the was the second kid's name you said, Shirley? Uh, I try to get it right. Mousa Diabate. All of them is about black names, yeah. Tommy K. Yeah, that's African, though. He in trouble. His mom and them going to whoop his ass. He in, in a lot <laughs> yeah. of trouble. Well, let me say this. Yeah. Uh, there's a little... The problem I have with this is not... Jawan's suspension, I knew they was going to go hard because the athletic director of Michigan was against Jawan Howard from the outset. This is unacceptable. We will not. This is Michigan. Uh, So I knew he was in trouble with that. Jawan Howard's a good dude. But when I look at the tapes, the initiator of this whole thing was the head coach from Wisconsin. Right. When he tried to stop Juwan and Juwan tried to walk by him and he grabbed his arm and pushed it practically behind Juwan. And Juwan went, hold man, get your hand off me. Then Juwan grabbed his fabric under his skin shirt and then let his hand go. But then Juwan's reason he's suspended is because of the punch or the open hand swipe he took at the other coach. At the other Sir, coach, right. So yeah. obviously you're the only one on the planet who saw that then. No, I don't know why. I don't know how they <laughs> did it. I watched it a bunch of times. The initiator of all contact was the head coach from Wisconsin. He the first person put his hands on Juwan. It doesn't reflect that. Now Juwan is paying for this whole thing. I think it's uh I was a little disappointed in uh, a couple of the sportscasters the way they jumped on Juwan about it too, but it is what it is now. So he's gonna pay the fine. Uh all of them. Stephen A. Smith said that he should be suspended immediately. So that's what Stephen I'm saying. A. Smith Obviously, said you're it. You're the only one that saw what really happened. But Stephen ain't see what happened at first. He didn't see I that. I don't know what the. I don't know how they didn't. I watched the tape. The whole tape. The initiation of physical mm-hmm. contact was a Wisconsin coach. Forty thousand dollar fine. Ten thousand dollar fine. Okay, you do the math. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Valentine's Day was a week ago, and we don't really know if this story is true, but according to Barstool Sports, Buffalo Bills player Stefan Diggs allegedly had two women in the same hotel in two different rooms on Valentine's Day. That's not illegal. Come on. <laughs> one, of the women is, one of the women is his regular girlfriend, okay? Come on. The other one is his new boo. Um oh, both posted pictures on Valentine's Day with flowers, balloons, which are now allegedly yeah. posted on a on a blog's IG page. And yeah. it's not really clear if the women are staying at the same hotel. It's all yeah, very yeah. confusing if it, it even happened. Yes, <laughs> Go ahead, Shirley. 
Anyway, Ooh, he here's put, the question. Here's the he question. Putting in work. <laughs> Going from one room to the other. Woo! <laughs> they could have had adjoining suites. Okay, anyway, have you ever juggled two different people? This this is, you know, for you guys. If you've ever juggled Girl, ain't two nobody finna people. do this with you this morning. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, way back in the day, Tommy. Do this with you this way morning. back no. in the day. That means, is that a yes, Tommy? Is that a yes? <laughs> anyway, have you ever juggled two different people who both thought uh, that you were into them at the same time in the same place? You know, that's it. That's the question. I juggle some balls in a Shakespeare play. I'm not going to do this with you this morning. <laughs> Look at Steve. Steve's hand is on his face. Uh-oh. Tell the us stuff the stuff you ask us, though. Y'all amaze me, man. <laughs> Tell us the story, Steve. We, we're so waiting. now, let's go back to First Jawan Howard. On. Let's go back and talk about that. <laughs> no, that was the last break. Now, yeah. Steve has yeah. a story. I do want to say Don't something about Stefan Diggs. <laughs> If you have two girls mm-hmm. in the same hotel in different rooms on Valentine's Day, uh-huh. you cannot get arrested for this. <laughs> this is not a crime being committed. You know, uh, if they it's both got love. the same types of rooms, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's yeah. good. Where do you uh, where do you sleep at? Well, you don't sleep, Tommy. It's a lot of lot of back and forth. A lot of ice balls. Uh, a lot of ice. Lot, go yeah, get some ice. Now you're gonna have to have a, a friend involved in this who can call your phone, who has an off-site emergency that requires you to drive there and help him. Because what would you do? Because here come the lies. Here go. Uh-huh. Come on, let's go. Well, okay, Shirley, you're one of the women, and Carla, you wanted the women. Okay. And now, I got to leave Carla's room to go up to Shirley's room. So here's what I'm gonna say to Carla. Okay. Hey baby, hold on. I'm gonna go. I left what? something in the car. I'm gonna go down to the car and get something. But you gave what me is... everything. I got flowers. The you deserve more. Oh. Mm. Babe, you that don't need talk. to. You get it tomorrow. That boy talk. Go get... no. Come on. It's no way I done went through all this and I'm not going to give you everything you deserve on Valentine. Sit tight. It's going to take me a minute to arrange everything because I'm waiting on something else to happen. But I'll be right back. Click. Gone. Two hours. Wow. Two hours. You know she wearing this. She wearing this teddy a long time. You know that. She just sitting (laughs) there. Now, I'm up at Shirley's room for two hours. I just got here, Lord have mercy. I'm so happy to see you. Let's get it on, Marvin Gaye. I've been waiting. Where have you been? I know. I'm here. The day's almost over. I'm here. I had an emergency. Well, what was the emergency? I had a friend of mine that called. He got arrested. He got arrested. On Valentine's Day? You know how us football players is? We always getting in trouble. But what did he do though? That he assault couldn't call anyone else? Of a police officer? No, what? I'm his best friend. Do you want me to leave him? And we're no, trying I to don't keep this. And quit him, making but... me talk about it, cause we're trying to keep this hush hush well, before he end up on TMZ. Me, well, well, baby, it's Valentine's me? Day. Here I am. Plus, you <laughs> the second you chick anyway. You cause you're oh. number two. <laughs> Coming up in 33 yes. minutes after the hour. We'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here's a crazy story, and uh, lots of people get tattoos, right? Lots of people get tattoos to mark important occasions in their lives. And uh, Gloria... I don't. I just remember stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of people do get tattoos. Gloria Weberg is one of them. She's from Michigan. She's celebrating an important milestone next month. She will be turning 100 years old, and she's getting a tattoo to celebrate that fact. Um, Mm. Gloria may not be the age of the average tattoo shop customer, but this isn't her first visit. She actually got her very first tattoo 20 years ago when she turned 80. Then when she turned 90, (laughs) she got another tattoo. Mm. Now, the latest addition to her left arm is to mark 100. She now proudly sports a New York 1922 tattoo and uh, for the year and place of her birth, and uh, a, a goddess representing Mother Earth and seven stars representing her children. Three people got to do her tattoos, though. How Why? so? Because you got two people got to pull her skin on both sides so it'll lay flat, <laughs> then the tattoo artist can start. You need two people pulling her skin, stretch it out like an oil cloth so it'll be smooth. It's three people to do her tattoos because you got to stretch her skin out, make it flat first. And then when it snaps back, the tattoo don't look like it do. Like it's going to say 100, but when it snaps back, it's going to say 10. (laughs) Well, happy upcoming birthday, Miss Gloria Weberg. Coming up at 33 minutes after, we'll play a round of Would You Rather right after I swear to God it is. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now, guys, for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather... Remember everything you see, or would you rather remember everything you hear? Maybe hear. Okay. okay. So you saying here. Yeah, I'd you? rather. Uh, I don't yeah, know I'd rather remember benefits, everything but... I hear. Because everything you see wasn't, wasn't real, no way. But I remember everything I hear. Because hearing is, is knowledge, seeing is deceptive. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Would you rather give up cursing forever, forever? Would you rather give B. up cursing forever, B. or would you rather give up ice cream for five years? Oh, I give up ice cream for five years. Because you can't yeah. give up cursing, can you? But I'm gonna be what, cussing what is, about that ice cream though. <laughs> <laughs> give up cussing forever or ice cream for five years? Yeah, I'm gonna give up that ice cream for five years. For five, yes, five years, as much as you love ice cream. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you love cursing I, more. <laughs> I just, it's not that I love cursing. It's uh-huh. just, I, I think it's a necessity. I don't know how Stress I'm Stress reliever. Because there's a lot of ways, yeah, I keep a lot of stuff off me with that. It's, plus, there's a lot of people that I have in my life that I have to. It's like, I can't talk to my oldest brother unless we cussing. It's no way <laughs> me and Turk can have a conversation <laughs> unless we cussing. All right, would Come you on. rather... Would you rather change the outcome of the last election or would you rather get to decide the outcome of the next election? So would you rather Me. change the last one or get to decide the outcome of this upcoming election? Yeah, be upcoming. B. The upcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Biden in, you know, so. Yeah. Be yeah. cool. I should have said the one before that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been the one, huh? Oh, now, who do I think would make a great new president from the Democratic side? I'm, I'm not sure who we have. Yeah. 
And, they but I, and I don't know if Joe is going to be capable to run again due to his age. But if he's up, if he if he's propped up, they're gonna run him again. <laughs> I think Joe yeah. came in just to do for. That's what I think. It, but you know, it was amazing, hard, man, hard that they job. got Trump out of there though, because mm-hmm. usually the incumbent usually wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. they got they they got Trump out of there. Um. All right. Would you would you rather be forced to live the same day over and over again for a full year, or take three years off the end of your life? Oh, I live that same. We're just going to keep on doing Monday. I don't give a damn. We're just going to keep on <laughs> yeah. doing Monday. Yeah. Yeah. We Groundhog going damn Monday. Yeah, we ain't shaving no time off. Right. <laughs> yep, that. I, I know what's going to happen, too. Ooh, I can turn that into something. All right. That's Would You Rather for today. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, it's our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, guys, it is our last break of the day on this Tuesday. And, uh, Steve, it's time for our closing remarks. Hey, here it is today, you all. I want to encourage people as usual, but I want to remind you of something. You have an opportunity to make a decision that can alter the course of your life. Hmm. You. You have an opportunity to make a decision that can alter the course of your life. Okay, Steve, what do you mean by that? I mean this, and this is just a true fact. If you change your thought process, if you change the way you look at things, if you take every negative spin and put a positive spin on it, If you start setting your dreams and goals, if you start praying, if you start confiding in God, if you form a relationship with your creator, you have done the necessary things. You have made a decision that can alter the course of your life. All you have to do is believe that it's so. That simple thing is so difficult for the average person to even conceive for themselves. And why is that? I'll tell you why. Because the devil is brilliant. Because the devil uses all the tricks to persuade you to think the opposite way. His only job is to rob you of your destiny. And if he can make you think that what I just said is not possible for you, it is the beginning. But let's go back and look at it. If you look at all the success stories of most honest people, they will tell you at some point, I believed it, I wanted it, and I worked for it. But if you do not have the belief, we can stop right there. If you don't believe something is for you, If you don't believe in something you want or aspire to, we can stop right there. Now think about it. Have you given up on the belief system? Have you given up on believing in the things that you used to want for yourself? Because in the delaying of it happening, you perceive the delay as a denial. How many of you are guilty of that? Let's just have a real moment here now. 
How many of you have ever wanted something really badly and you wanted it at a particular time and it didn't happen, so you assumed because it was delayed, it was denied? How many of you have ever felt that way? I know I have. I know I know the majority of people have. But if that's the way you use your thought process, it proves that what I'm saying is true. Because the moment you change the way you think, you change everything. Because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denied. Because you don't believe something to be so, it's the very core of the possibility of it happening. And it gets down to the real basis of what faith is. Faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. I don't need a lot of faith to walk to the bathroom. I just don't. I just say, man, I got to go to the bathroom and I get up and I walk over there. It doesn't require faith for me. But if I decide to set up a goal that for to gain attention for my foundation or to gain attention to a cause, and I make the announcement on Facebook, Steve Harvey is going to walk from Atlanta, Georgia to Cleveland, Ohio, a lot of people going to get cameras out. I'm going to go see this here. Because you know why? That, that ain't regular. That ain't nothing I've ever done before. That ain't nothing I can see. So that would require faith, wouldn't it? It would, it would require faith for a person to say, I'm going to go survive some inclement climate weather for 21 days, naked and afraid or whatever. It requires some measure of faith. But if you watch that show, a lot of people don't make it because what they thought was going to be easy is never that easy. And then somewhere line that the majority of people don't make it on that show. But listen to me. Everything starts from the basis of your belief. Get back to believing. I believe that 2022 is going to be the best year of my life. I expect that. I am looking for it. I am watchful for it. I am paying close attention to everything I'm saying to God so far in 2022 because I have claimed a victory for myself in 2022. If you've not done that, when stuff don't happen your way, who who you mad at? You didn't put the belief out there. I'm telling you, y'all, why would you not try that? Why would you not give that a shot? It's a simple exercise in belief. It's a simple exercise in the law of attraction. It's a simple exercise in faith. But you've got to attempt it. Oh, that gonna work. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody really, really close to me. I've been begging them to come to me and sit down with a vision list. Because I tell everybody, and this person's really close to me, and they've yet to come and sit with me. But they keep wandering around aimlessly in their life. And I watch them time after time after time. Thing not go right, thing not go right. And they keep telling me about it. And all I said to them was come and sit with me with your vision list, your dream board. They still ain't made one. Well, maybe if they would start believing that that system works, maybe they could change some things. Maybe they listening today. I hope so. I hope you heard it. Those are my closing remarks today. It starts with the belief, y'all. Get back to believing. Have a great day. Talk to God. He'd love to hear from you.
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 